Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. What's Next for Women Like Us with Linda Rendelman is a space that dives deep into women's stories and strategies for creating their most authentic lives. Listen as Linda, award-winning author, coach, and founder of Women Like Us Foundation, brings guests together to get personal, inspire, and motivate women everywhere to actualize their dreams. Hello, hello, everyone. It's another it's another day with What's Next for Women Like Us. I'm so, so glad you're here. I'm your host, Linda Rendleman. Um, you know, we just have so much fun. We're three months into our podcast now and our live radio on Thursdays at 3 o'clock. And it's just so much fun that I've, I get to renew friendships with amazing women I've known for years and also new women, not new women, but new guests that I'm just getting to know. And I mean, we're just, I'm just so enjoying the fact that we're they, they've got strategies for living your best life. They tell their stories. We get raw. We get real. It's just so, so much fun. And the whole purpose of our show, if you're new to listening, is to really really help women source their greatest strengths and discover how they can ignite their best futures and at any age, at any age, ladies. So um, I'd love to get feedback on the show. I'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast. That's how I know how many people are out there listening to us. And if you're a woman who's 50 plus, this radio show is and this podcast, they're all one together, is really, really keen to tell stories of women who have started over, women who have created their own authentic life at a later age. Uh, tell me about yourself or if you know someone like that. And I, I'd love to possibly get them on our podcast to tell their story. All you have to do is just go to what's next for women like us.com. Just use the contact form. That's what's next for women like us.com. And, you know, just tell me about yourself or tell, give me information or give me feedback on what you'd love to hear. So at this point, before I 
invite our guest on. I, I'd like to take a few more moments and share with you kind of what's on my mind. Uh, share what I'm thinking about, what's going on with women, of course, and some thoughts about how you can have your very best life. And so this week, I want to talk quickly, you got it, about your health. I, I read this amazing article about the six biggest health mistakes women make in their 50s and beyond. And so, you know, when you're turning 50, they say, and they're right, all these hard-earned, healthy living things that we've learned in the past several years, now it's really, really time, ladies, to put it to work. So we know we need to go get screenings on certain things. We know how important it is to exercise and to eat right, correct? But the experts are saying that at 50-plus, there's still some more health challenges come along. I haven't noticed it yet. Well, actually, I lied. I just realized I have a pinched nerve in my neck, so I, I guess I'm headed in that direction. But but the good news is that, you know, none of these challenges that, that we have just as we are aging, and first of all, someday I'm going to tackle the number 50, which is ridiculous to say that we're aging at 50 these days, ladies. I know you're agreeing with me. Uh, so, but anyway, to keep ourselves in our best health, we need to uh, avoid these mistakes. And so there's six of them. So here's the first one. You ignore your heart health. So are you ignoring your heart health? You know, we all know that it's the number one killer, heart disease for women, the number one killer. The risks are rising all the time. So we really do need to take care of that. And, you know, they're saying what it is really coming from is things that we did in our earlier years. So uh, we were smoking. Uh, maybe you're you have an obesity issue. There's a less of lack of exercise. It can really take a toll on our heart health by the time we're 50 and over. And they actually have this. The CDC has this thing called the heart age that they're able to figure out, and basically. It's versus your biological age, and it shows that women on average, I hate to tell you this, but women on average have hearts that are five years older than their chronological age, especially if they've been doing or lack of doing a lot of things we should have been doing when we're younger. And they also say that if a woman adds to that high blood pressure, her heart age is even 18 years older than she is. I found that to be really, really scary. And that's why I wanted to share all this with you guys. Uh, the second mistake, you we put up with menopause misery. We just go, okay, it's menopause. I just have to go through it. I know I'm going to be miserable. Well, some people are able to use that hormonal therapy. Me personally, I tried it. It didn't work at all for me. I, I just didn't, didn't, didn't like it. Um, so I just kind of like stuck it out and got through it. But there are other ways these days. You don't have to be like me and do that. So, you know, they're talking about a lot of different things that women don't really have to suffer through it and that help is available. So I don't know what it is. I'm not giving answers here. I'm just giving you information so you can go Check it out for yourself, okay? Number three. Number three, this is a mistake. You think that sex is over in your 50s? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sexual frequency, I, I know it can de decline with age, uh, 
But um, even 75 to 85 year old women are having sex two to three times a month, according to this journal of medicine. Um, and some more than 20% of them are reporting sexual relations at least once a week. So you can compare that to yourself if you want to. I'm going to stop right there in my own life. <laughs> um, number four mistake. You believe weight gain weight gain is inevitable. And I've always felt that way. I bet you have too. We just gain weight when we get older. And finally, so many people just give up. And I've thought about giving up several times. And uh, but yeah, it's just like we slow down. And, and, you know, they do say that, yeah, our energy expenditures decrease. And menopause makes us lose muscle mass, I guess. And anyway, they do say that if you're eating the same things and exercising the way you did when you were like in your 30s, you're probably going to gain weight. Uh, we don't want to hear it, but it's true. So again, it's keep exercising and eat smarter. Number five, you lose your sense of purpose. This is my big one. This is why I'm coaching. This is why we have this radio show. Purpose provides structure in our lives. And as we get older and we have maybe less responsibilities, sometimes people lose their sense of purpose. It's a fabulous time in life. It's fabulous. You can you can do anything that, that you feel like maybe you haven't done yet, like gardening, I don't know, learning a new language. Uh, for me, it's, all, it's always on my list is I'm definitely going to learn how to cook. I still haven't done it, but it's still on my list. Uh, and, and one of the things that, that we can all do at this, I mean, we don't need to stop even working for Pete's sake. Uh, we can create goals, start a new business. I read the other day that 60 is truly the new middle age. So 60 is the new middle age. So we're really like 45. That's what I'm thinking. Finally, skipping screenings. There's a lot of new, well, not a lot of new screenings, but typically in the past we did the PAP, the blood pressure, the cholesterol, but they want to make sure that we're adding the colorectal cancer screening and also the, the bone density as well. So um, mammograms, still important, uh, 50 to 74, you can start having them every other year. Uh, when you're 45, you get your baseline. You probably know that too. I mean, we're, I think we're all pretty much up on what we need to do. It's understanding what could happen if we don't. So speaking of understanding, I am so, so, so excited to introduce Linda Clemens to you. She's a body language expert. She's a sales trainer, a, an award-winning speaker. She is the founder of sisterpreneurinc.com. She's a public speaker, a trainer, a writer, an author, a personal coach. Oh my gosh, Linda, I am just so, so proud of you. I want to say hi before I do your actual bio. Are you there? I am here, beautiful. I am here. Oh, I'm so glad you're the beautiful one. You know, I, I have to say right up front that we've known one another for a lot of years. It, it comes and goes. You know, I moved to California. You're still in Indiana. But I've always, always, like thousands of people in your world, have loved your energy and, and your knowledge and just, just your essence, just your essence. So I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you. Thank you. 
You are welcome. So just so for those who are listening, which is this is a radio show. Uh, so Linda is the CEO of Sisterpreneur Inc. She's an award winning record setting sales producer, as well as one of the top sales trainers in the world. Top sales trainers in the world, ladies, in the resort and timeshare industry. She's a body language expert. I can't wait to talk about that. Trained and certified in analytic interviewing and statement analysis, which is a process actually used to detect deception. So that'll be cool. Listen to her clients. Her clients are Southwest Airlines, Coca-Cola, National Urban League, Nestle, MGM, Major Baseball League, Marriott Hotel, Wells Fargo, Agob. Agab, and she she has won uh, and been awarded, not one, has been awarded so many outstanding awards across the country. Not to mention that she has shared the stage with people such as Oprah Winfrey, President Obama, Steve Wozniak, Condoleezza Rice. What a life, what a great journey you have had. So let's let's start here with what is a body language expert? Tell us first, what you do. First, first of all, Linda, thank you so much for the introduction. And thank you for what you have been doing over the years for women and just enriching and empowering women and equipping women to be their best, not just here in the United States, just transforming the lives of women around the world. So, you know, one, one thing that we all should do as women is uplift and empower another woman. And I just want to blow some perfume on you, my uh. dear, for the wonderful work that you are doing. And I'm glad to have you as my sister friend. You know, oh, about- yes. <laughs> You're more than welcome, love. A body language expert is this. Let me just put it this way. Nonverbal communication was our first language. Think about it. Back in, we go back from, from primitive time before we were able to form a word. We simply made sounds. A little baby gets what it's wanting simply by crying and making sounds. It takes later on a few years, a, a few years, maybe two or three years when it begins to make sounds. And, and so we get what we want just from the sounds that we started using our body language to be able to point out, I want that. The nonverbal communication, your body language was your first language, and that is what's critical. So one of the things that I share with people all the time, it's so powerful. Just imagine being in a room, and there is someone that comes into the room. You could be in a powerful meeting. Then all of a sudden, the person doesn't even have to say a word. But there is something about the way they comport themselves. There's something about the way they folded their arms. There's something even about the way they stood or the way they looked at others in the room that sent a signal to you that something is not right. Now, it sent the signal to your limbic system, to your amygdala, the part of the brain that we go into fear, fight, flight. And that let you know. Well, see, that's what happened back in primitive time when someone approached us and in caveman time and all of that. When someone approached us, we, could, we began to wonder, are they friend or are they foe? Mm. Are they friend or foe? So we're looking at their hands. We're looking at their facial expressions. We're looking at them deeply. And so our nonverbal communication was our first language before we were able to speak a word, and that's why it's so critical. You know, Linda, one of my, fam- one of my favorite sayings is by Emerson, and the saying goes, I cannot hear what you're saying because ah. your being is getting in the way. I cannot hear what you are saying because who you are being is getting in the way. You know, and you've heard the saying before, you know, action 
speaks louder than words. And my grandma would say, now you're going to love this, my granny would say, you know, when she would ask us to do something and, you know, to, to behave, and, and granny would say, I, I see you talking, child, but I don't see you walking. So <laughs> if those, and so, so think about how powerful that is. And if you tell someone that they love you, love them. I truly love you from the bottom of my heart, but your arms are folded. If oh, yeah. you tell someone I agree with what you're saying, instead of nodding your head up and down, you're shaking it back and forth from side to side so your words are not congruent with your language. And mm-hmm. so your body language is the truth language. It's the truth thing, and that's why that's so powerful. That's amazing. And I know a little bit of that just from uh, the fact that I, I got my degree in public speaking and then my women's counseling master's degree. And so a, a little bit, but I haven't really thought about it for quite some time. So, so yeah. So if, if you sit back or you shake your head, no, when, you know, your, your, your words, basically your body uh, shows a different message than you're, than you're speaking. Absolutely. So the communication theory, according to Dr. Maharabi, was done, the study was done well over 50 years ago. And, of course, you know, there, there are things that have been challenged with our, in today's environment because we have the mask and we're losing half of our communication in our face. Oh, the I communication know. theory is this. Your words are 7% of your communication. And so, Linda, you're a powerful speaker. You, you and I both, both have host a radio show. We've done this in the past. So the audience is only able to hear your words. So they begin to judge and paint a picture of wonder what she's like or wonder uh. what she does just from her words. Every, you're in California. Every actor in Hollywood right now, pandemic or not, is waiting for that script with the right words, that winning Mm. script with the words, but it's 7% of our communication. You know, just saying the word cancer is feared in over 12 languages. You and I can't go on a plane and jokingly say bomb. We can't walk into a theater and say fire. That's how powerful words are. Words have, have been able to invoke peace, but at the same time, saying the wrong words can cause a war. Your words are powerful. Dr. Maharabian said that in the communication theory that our tonality is 38% of our communication, 38%. Oh, wow. So there's a saying that goes, and you heard, heard this before, and so has your audience. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. How you say and, it. Yeah. And I'm going to give a remix. I'm going to do the remix. I've been hanging around young people a lot, millennials a lot. So I'm going to do the remix to the saying. It's not what you say or how you say it. It's what they hear. Ah, uh, yeah. Or how you say it, it's what they hear. So let me demonstrate this. So if okay. I said to you, Linda, in just listening to the words in my tone, if I said to you in this tone here, you know, Linda, I saw Steve and Sandy at the mall the other day and they were alone. Okay, you're thinking, you're probably doing a shoulder shrug and saying, okay, so what? But if uh-huh. I do this, and everyone listen, if I do this, Linda, I saw Steve and Sandy at the mall the other day, and they were alone. <laughs> Same words. Yeah. But the tone changes, the intonation changes the meaning of the message, and the next thing you know, the rumor mill gets started. Someone goes out and says, oh, I saw Steve and Sandy at the mall the other day. Mm, they were alone. And then someone else says, I should have never hired Steve. We should have never hired Sandy. And then all of a sudden, Linda Runneman says, wait a minute. Hold on. They're brothers and sisters. All because of the tone. Oh, the tone yeah. can change the message. Yeah. Now, why is that powerful? Because the women that are out there, the men that are listening, whoever dwells so powerful, 
if you are in sales, if you are in negotiation, and by the way, we're all in sales, if you are practicing the art of persuasion, the way you use your words can also send different messages to the brain that your words, and I, and I do a training called sales hypnotherapy, that your words and your tone can be so powerful that the person that you're giving the message to will believe it was their idea, their decision. Now you've got agreement, cooperation. Now I'm not saying hypnotize someone against their will. You can't do that. But simply the words, by making suggestions and intraverbal and extraverbal suggestions, those words, the next thing you know, you're right. I've been sitting here a long time, and you tell your husband, yeah, I think I need to get out there and, and rake the leaves, or I need to get out there and do that, simply by the way you introduce the words. That's how powerful it is. You know what? I was just thinking of an example in my own life as you were talking about this. So, <laughs> so. So I, I'll say to I'll say to Jim, my husband, um, he'll be talking about something, and and I'll say, fine, just the word fine, and he'll go, why? What's wrong? Well, but but this is how we should do it, and and we eventually realize that his ex-wife would use the word fine, and it was that it was like nasty, like fine, like I'm mad about you, I'm mad, and for me, it just it just meant the word. It's fine. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's just an example popped in my head as you were talking. I get it. I get it. I, well, but, think but, well, Linda, think about this. So let's say that some of the, your, your wonderful audience, some of them are great communicators, but let's say that they may communicate uh, because their communication style may be visual. Then someone out there listening, their communication style may be kinesthetic where they're dealing with emotions and feelings. I, you know, I felt this way or when I saw the movie and they, and they found each other, oh, I just wanted to cry. And then there are others who their communication style may be auditory. So what mm, happens yeah. if you, Linda, are, a, for example, a visual communicator, so you're showing me your presentation, you've got a fancy PowerPoint, then you're showing me the price sheet and everything, and, and you're just showing everything. And then all of a sudden, can I, I'll say, I keep saying to you over and over again, excuse me, ma'am, can you just tell me how it works? Oh, no, let me show you. Let me show you this. Oh, come over and look at this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's good. But can you just tell me? So now you may lose the sale or break up the communication because you're not communicating in the, in the way that I need to be communicated. That's critical. If you're the sales professional, you're trying to get funding, you're trying to uh, sell someone a product or service or try to persuade. If you're speaking your language, you're not speaking theirs. And there's an old saying that goes, if you want to sell Susan or Linda or Betty or Steve what they need, you better uh, see things the way they see and thus communicate it and, and communicate with them in the way that they need. And so if you're not doing that, then you lose the message. So can you imagine, Linda, you and I, your producer, we are at a, at a wonderful uh, restaurant and then someone says, oh, you guys, while you're in town, you want to make sure you see this attraction. Well, here's what takes place. The, per, the, the, the auditory person, okay, say, well, just tell me how to get there okay just tell me the visual person says i'm oh, okay hold a minute hold a minute can you write it down then the uh -huh. kinesthetic person is going to say i don't know about that side of town I don't, I don't, something about that doesn't feel right so when you're able to do the communication and all the styles of your audience wow that takes your business and your level of communication and persuasion to another level wow that's awesome that that is so very exciting and and so we need to understand these three different levels of communication and also learn to be able to analyze or figure out which one is the person that we're talking with, especially in sales, correct? 
Absolutely. So you say, tell me about yourself and watch how they begin to tell their story. Listen yeah, how they yeah. tell their story. All of that. And that's how you be able to match the cadence and build rapport. But we're missing all of those things. It's not just showing a product and thinking like, duh, isn't this a good deal? Does this work? No, it's more to it than that. It's getting to that emotional level. And sales is 93% emotion, and we justify 7% with logic. God, that's so true. That's so true about sales, emotion. And boy, I'm going to pick your brain about, you know, we're always raising money for the Women Like Us Foundation. That's 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 how we help people, but we have to have dollars. And so I'm going to pick your brain before we're done with this about, you know, telling emotional stories and, and using that to, that's probably just a certain audience that is interested in the stories, I'm assuming, or the need or, or whatever. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our break right now uh, because I don't want to get into this other topic and then just have to take a break in a minute. So we're going to go ahead and do it now. Okay. And then we're going to come back. And um, I, I really want to hear, I know one of the things that, that we thought you'd talk about is sales skills and how important they are for women. So if you're cool with that, I will take a quick break and then we'll come back and, and go further into that. Sound good? Absolutely. Absolutely. All righty. Well, I am talking with Linda Clemens. She's the founder of Sister Entrepreneur, Sisterpreneur, sorry, sorry, Linda, Inc. And um, we're going to be back in just a moment on what's next for women like us. She's now making clothing and selling them from her home. Valentine learned how to run her own business and now sells chickens and eggs to restaurants. And Jackie, Lucy, and Naisha have access to a small plot of land where they plant and harvest vegetables to sell at the market and have enough to feed their families. The Women Like Us Center in Nakuru, Kenya is dedicated to improving the lives of women. We find one another at the edge of the Nakuru slums. And now over 100 women go in and out of the center's doors every day to learn, to gather, to heal. Coming from a lot. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Life of abuse, violence, physical hardships, and personal loss. Their trauma is intense and deep-rooted, leaving no hope for the future. The center provides them a place of a recluse, psychosocial support, and a sincere pause for a better future. But we need your help. For a small monthly donation of $55, one woman has complete access to her own sewing machine, fabric and supplies, and sewing classes. She learns how to run her own micro-enterprise business, and she begins to build a garden of goods that she can sell and feed to her family. Would you help a woman like Agnes, a woman like Valentine, or Jackie, or Naisha? Please go to the Women Like Us Foundation website and do your part for changing the life and the future of a woman and her family, one woman at a time. WomenLikeUsFoundation.org. Press donate. Go to WomenLikeUsFoundation.org. Press donate. Now back to what's next for women like us. 
Okay, we're back. Thank you so much, Kat, for that uh, conversation, one-sided, about what we're doing in Africa. And I just want to say quickly, yeah, if you if you can just join us on the monthly $55, it's making such, such, such a difference in women's lives. And it's all on the Women Like Us Foundation website. So, um, so hey, Linda, let's, let's go back to uh, sales and why it's important for women, the skills. Why is it so important for women? The reason why it's so important for women, because we as women, we are naturally nurturers. We love to fix things. We love to collaborate, work together, and we are highly intuitive. Not saying men are not, but we are highly intuitive. It's biologically how we're built. You know, a mother can, a woman can almost hear a baby cry before the baby cries and sense something with her partner, spouse, or, or whatever relationship that she's in. She can sense that. But the reason why it's so critical, because everything we do, we're actually selling. You're selling your personality. You're selling your ideas. You're selling your, your values, and, and you're selling your way of life if you want someone to have buy-in. You're convincing. So the reason why we have to be good at it, because if we're going to grow our businesses, we've got to get people excited about our products and services. And selling is not just telling. Selling is sharing and cooperating and collaborating and partnership. So I'm not just selling you. I am in partnership in making my offer of my product or service to you. Why is that important? Because it allows you to have ownership and a say-so in how the outcome of this presentation or transaction is going to go. And when people have participation and they have a say-so into their, in the decision-making, if you will, where they don't feel that they've been bamboozled or manipulated, they have greater ownership. And that's where you create customers that go into clients that go into raving fans. So it is critical. It's not just having a great personality because there's psychology of the buying process as there is psychology of the sales process. And if the psychology of the sales process does not match the psychology of the buying process, there's not going to be a deal. So think about the time for those that are listening. Think about the time when you were doing a great presentation and you, and you felt good because the people were leaning in and they were nodding their head. And then all of a sudden, something happened. You don't know what it is. Something happened in the presentation that the customer or your potential client was all of a sudden leaning in and they set back body language. They were uh, taking it back. Their yeah. hands were on top of the table. Then all of a sudden, you know, they're on the top of the table like, let's play, let's play, I'm in the deal. Then all of a sudden, something happened on the way to the forum or in the <laughs> middle of the presentation that the yeah. person set back. Uh-oh, they were taking it back. Now watch the back. Go back. Have you, ever, have you ever been in a situation, Linda, where someone said something so shocking to you and you were listening in and you, and you were leaning forward and they said, girl, let me tell you what happened. You're not going to believe what happened uh, uh, and, and the job the other day and what happened at this and you're leaning in naturally because you want to get all the information that all of a sudden they say something and you are shocked. You don't lean forward, you, you're taking it back, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So we're taking it back in different things. So the body language taken aback, wonder if you said something that I'm done, that you could have insulted the person, I'm done. You could have said something that they didn't believe what you were saying, oh, I don't believe it, now they're taken aback. So you want to be aware of that. But lots of times, and I'm going to use broadcasting terms. Okay. So many of us as women, and men do it too, so not all women, but men do it too, so many times we are so busy broadcasting, to a play on words, we're so busy broadcasting when we should be tuning in. Uh, listening, yeah. 
And, and yeah. we're not listening. We're not active listeners. We're not listening for where the pain point is or where the, the, the desire is, where they want to be. We're not identifying the gap in their lives or their gap in their business. We're so busy trying to sell the solution and try to write the prescription, and we don't even know where they hurt. And can How I just jump? That? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And honestly, I just want to jump in here because I know that um, – I've always sold my own thing, so I've always believed in it. Uh, that's never been an issue. But, you know, I, I'm sure there are women out there that actually have to take a job, and it's a job. And they don't, you know, they probably, possibly, don't, pre if they're in sales, they don't present their product a as maybe really, really credible. Because at the end of the day, you know, they they just they just have a job, and this is what they're supposed to do, and they'd rather be maybe doing what they love to do over there somewhere and working for something that's meaningful to them, that they can really get their voice and their words and their body involved in. So also from our side, you know, we, we need to love what we're doing if we possibly can, because I think that really comes across, don't you? Absolutely. 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 Yeah. So, so in order, in order to, to do that, then we're back to, you know, what is your purpose? What are you doing in your life and how can you set goals to change that? You know, if indeed you're just in this rote thing and you're, that's not going to help you sell anyway, because it'll, it'll, they'll pick it up. They'll pick it up. They may not know that it's, you know, all the three different levels, but they'll know because, you know, that's just how it, how energy goes back and forth between people. So, yeah, so I think that's it's really important to love what you're doing for sure. But, um, yeah, so selling skills, I mean, it's, it's, it's so, so critical. The other piece that I love about women is we have, I really need to look up the statistics again, but there are so many women that run their own businesses. There is entrepreneurship is the perfect career for women because, Absolutely. you know, it, yeah, we can work around. I've my whole entire life I've been an entrepreneur. Oh, I take it back. I taught school the first three years after I got out of college. That's it. And oh my God, you know, it's just a beautiful thing because you're really in control. Now you work different hours and you can work longer hours, but that's your whole sisterpreneur thing, right? I mean, that's you're you're about supporting women that are entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And not only women are so powerful as entrepreneurs, our buying power is, is, is even more powerful. Women control 85% of all consumer purchasing. We are powerful. We can make a nation by ourselves, you know, and, yeah. and, and not make a light of our, how the pandemic has affected businesses and women-owned businesses and just businesses in general around the world. But I'm going to tell you, pre-pandemic, if a woman stops buying for, for one week or one month, it can greatly impact the economy because not only do women purchase, we also influence the purchase. So if, if a woman is yeah. married or as in a relationship, a partnership, we influence the purchase of our partners as well. So women are powerful. And there was a study out not too long ago, I think it was like in the last um, uh, 12 months, that the minorities, women of color, encompasses the most, uh, more women of color are building and growing businesses and starting businesses than any other ethnic group in the world. 
I am thrilled about that. That's fabulous. Thank you for sharing that. That's so but, cool. But having the support and having what we need. See, women, when women, listen, it's, it, you know, and not getting political, it, I can't wait one day, because even the Dalai Lama had once said, if you want to change the world, impact the world, put the woman at the head. I cannot wait till that day happens, because <laughs> women know. know how to do it. I think of my grandmother. My grandmother can take a little bit of food and create a gourmet feast for the family. We could take anything, and not only can we yeah. make lemonade, take a lemon and make lemonade if a, if, a, if a woman has to she can make kool-aid out of the lemonade or make tea out of the lemonade that's how creative we are but we uh, have to know our strengths and we have to capitalize on everything that we do well and support each other and, and so we learn and recognize the skills that we it need. Yes. And recognize and it recognize and believe it within it. ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I'm so excited about the amount of African-American women that are actually becoming entrepreneurs. I mean, there's so, so, so much power behind all of us, all of us as women. And, 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 and that the thing is, we have to recognize it, not have to, but if, if, and when we love ourselves, recognize what we can do, recognize what it is that is, is, is the essence of our life and the purpose that we want to live by and what we want our legacy to be even and come together, support one another and get that done. And that's happening certainly more than ever before. So you've just, you've just riled me all up here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's great. It's great. So, so, so we're behind all of that and and women entrepreneurs. Yes. Yes. We have a whole sisterhood for sure of many, many of us, you and me included. Um, So talk for a second about the EQ. Why is it important to work on our EQ? Well, the reason why the EQ, emotional intelligence, is, is how you manage your own emotions in relationships to other people. That's really critical. Your IQ is set, of course, as you begin to be born, and, and it's, it's embedded in you. You can always learn additional things, but pretty much your IQ is probably one you probably cannot change. But your emotional intelligence, you can get better, and it's how you connect and relate to other people. What is your social awareness about yourself? What is your social? What is your personal awareness about yourself? What is your social awareness when you're around? others. Dale Carnegie, Carnegie's book, How Do You Win Friends and Influence People? So what is it about, so let's say you're in the situation that every time someone does this, like the word fine, every time some, someone does that in the meeting, then someone just gets upset and goes off. And then next thing you know, you're not in control of your own emotions. And it's how you can control your emotions as it relates to the emotions of other people. And when people who are high in emotional intelligence, and I think the CEO, the news, of course, the, the CEO of, of Microsoft, he's, he's real big on empathy and high in emotional intelligence. And as a matter of fact, he changed the whole atmosphere of Microsoft because Bill Gates was a different kind of leader. So mm-hmm. in working with that, imp- and that empathy, when you're high in emotional intelligence, you can actually not just hear what someone's going through, you can be able to put yourself in their shoes even though you may not have ever experienced that, but just becoming that human, having that human connection and yeah. knowing what they're going through. So therefore you can evoke empathy. You can evoke compassion and passion if you need it. And so, by the way, when you have a high EQ, then you have the gift of the talent and the skill, and you can work on it. There's a book titled Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Travis 
uh, I think it's Bradbury, Travis Bradbury, new, and there's a test that you can take to let you know what areas that you need to work with. Do I need to work on my own self-awareness? Do I need to work on my relationship management? Do I work, need to work on my social awareness? All of that, it's right there in the book, but you could take a test to see how you score. And what's so beautiful about that book is that not only can you take the test and you think, oh, my gosh, I thought I was good in that area. I thought I was good. Maybe I'm not. Then you start thinking about scenarios where you think, oh, yeah. I did, I did snap at that waiter. Oh my gosh, I did do this and I, I did do that. So it gives you uh, strategies and techniques that you can do to work on over the course of a month or two or three months. And then you could go back and take the test again. And you can't fool the test. And then you could see where you improve. So think about this. Imagine being the kind of person that no matter what someone is going through, that when they are in your presence, it changes their whole emotional state. They feel like a million dollars or that they're the most important person in the world. When you add that kind of value and make someone feel that way, they want to be around you. They want to make you yeah. happy. They want to support you in your efforts. But if you're the kind of person that your people are afraid to lend it to even say anything to you, they're just afraid. So what happens if you're that kind of individual? Watch this. And you have employees. And you're trying to retain those employees. So you notice that you've got a revolving door. You can't keep good people. And then you have a brainstorming session where everybody gets to share their ideas. And then all of a sudden, you just cut them off. Oh, that's another way. we've tried it before. It doesn't work. And then guess what you're doing? You're teaching people to give you short answers. You're teaching. You're cutting off the creative flow. Who wants to be around yeah. someone like that? Yeah, exactly. No, people quit. People, people Absolutely. need to feel that they're valued, valued, and 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 know that not just feel it, but know that they're valued, and that that comes through communication and, like you said, you know, all all of the body the body language. It comes through. People get it. People aren't stupid. So you know, no no like skipping over and not not being genuine. But man, some people are some people. It's hard to be genuine. Because they feel like they're not worth it or they're, they're, they don't matter, you know. So there's there's just so, so, so much there. Um, hey, I'm on a God, I can't believe it's almost time to stop. I can't believe it. I have so many questions for you. So, um, so first of all, let me say right now, sisterpreneurinc.com. Yes. Or they can just reach out to me, Linda, there's my name. Go to my website. I love yeah, you're work. everywhere. My, yeah. Yeah, go to my personal yeah. website, my name, Linda Clemens, C-L-E-M-O-N-S.com. Just hit me up there and, and you know, join join the community. And, and if you have a question or something, that just mention that you heard it on the show, if I can support you. But it's about women coming together and supporting each other. That's why Give when me. you called me, Linda, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was simply, girl, you had me at hello because you're my sister. Oh, you're mine. You're mine too. We've got to get together at some point. We're getting ready to. It's not going to be a while, but when I come back to Indiana, you'll be somewhere, you know, far away. But I'll try to get a hold of you. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm thinking about the song "Goading Girls." Thank you for being a friend. I'm a, I'm a, oh, I'm a little, I'm a little hoarse. I was going to try to sing it. I said, "Thank you for being a friend," but I, uh, I love you and appreciate you. Okay, me too. You. Okay, I want to ask you. I have two things. We want to talk about your theme song, but before we do that. Talk to me for a second. Give us a give us a yay raw about women over fifty starting over and building their own businesses and and you know finding finding their space if they haven't found it. It's time, right? 
Oh, wow, that's a great question. As a matter of fact, I'm, I was thinking about it because I read a lot. There was a, a study that was done, uh, it's like, it's like, I think it was in Psychology Today, I believe, uh, I think about the last year, that says as we get older, that's when our best thinking and our greater thinking yeah. and our strategic thinking and our daringness and comes out. You don't have to wear a cape to be a superwoman. You are in your finer season. This is your season when you're glowing because yeah. guess what? You've been through all the stuff. You've mm. been through all the things. You've tested it. You've, you know what works and what doesn't work. You've tried it all. And the stuff that used to bother you doesn't bother you anymore because you're looking ahead. And you're looking ahead thinking, I'm in my, there's a reason why we call it our fabulous 50s. We're fabulous. And wait a minute, I'm in, and I'm in my 60s. So can you imagine being your sizzling 60s? So when you're in your sizzling, I love it. I love it. Sizzling, (laughs) sultry, sassy sixties. Because right now, because we have more confidence, because we we you know we don't have to take stuff anymore. We know who we are. We know whose we are. When we know what we're destined to do. And for those women out there who are entrepreneurs. And for those women out there who are still working in corporate America and got your job on the side, the entrepreneur passion on the side, we call you intrapreneurs. Always remember this, if that, if that entrepreneur is in your spirit and you're in your 50s and you're thinking, you know what, I love my job, but my passion is calling me, then, yeah. then always start loving on your passion, start loving on your purpose, and get out there and start doing it. Because here's the deal. Yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. And today is the only day you have in hand. So this is the cash you have to spend is today. Every day in your 50s, you want to make it fabulous so that your yesterday is envious and that your tomorrow cannot wait. This is the time to do your dreams. You are on it. Oh, my God. I want to be you. I'm me. I'm me. I'm gonna stick with me. <laughs> you're your, you're your best you. As Oprah would say, I got this. Da- I got this town down. You've got your best you. You've got your best you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, what's your theme song? What song just you know? It's your go-to song when you want to be inspired, motivated, or whatever. What you know, one of my, what, what one of my, I've got, I've got, well, I love spiritual songs, but I've been playing a lot of, of Beyonce's song, and I've been playing a lot of songs that edify woman, the, the uh, eye of the, uh, the tiger, all of these songs that I, that hear me roar, all of these kind of songs oh, I've yeah. been playing lately, and dancing, because I like to dance. I dance <sighs> every day. I'll, if you run into me in the grocery store, your, your little kids are looking like, that woman is dancing and there's no music playing. I'm dancing because, and people say, why is it you dance all the time? Anytime you're above ground, it's a, number one, a reason to dance. But yeah. back in June the 4th, 1996, I was on radio, got off the air, had to go, I had surgery, outpatient surgery, and I think it was uh-huh. Mother Teresa said the best way to make God laugh is to make plans. And yeah. needless to say, I, went, I was supposed to be in there as an outpatient, but I end up in a coma for seven days. Oh and, my and, and, and people didn't expect me to live. My radio listeners were sending out positive thoughts and meditation and prayers for me. But I believe that something bigger and greater than me that says, uh-uh, not yet, and snatched me from the mouths of death and says, not yet, because her purpose is not completed. And so mm-hmm. any time I'm above ground, I, I, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be above because we're losing so many people. I'm just glad to be here on this earth so there's a reason to dance. So here's the thing that I want to say to the ladies that are in the 50s. All, you, all this is just your time gauge, and your 50s are beyond, your fabulous 50s, your, your roaring 40s. This is your time gauge, and the reason why. 
Your job is what you're paid for, but your purpose is what you're made for. And when you leave this earth and you stand before your maker, as Irma Bombeck would said, you want to stand in front of your maker empty because you can simply say, I've used everything that you've given me. And that's oh. what you leave here on earth. You yeah. don't take the gifts with you. You yeah. leave them here in the yeah. now and the present. Yeah. Linda, you got me revved up. Linda, yeah. you got me revved up. I wish we didn't have to stop. I'm going to play this over and over. I've learned so much in this interview. I just, just... I just love you. You're amazing. I love so, you. Oh, I love you. Oh, oh, well, we, you know what? We're gonna we're just gonna keep it going. We're both into into inspiring people, motivating people, and help, helping them to live their best lives. And that's what we're that's what we're about. And by the way, on Maslow's hierarchy, and I say this a lot if people listen regularly, women are finally getting to the top, and it's the stage of actualization, and it's happening. And it's just so, so, so exciting. I'm so glad you've been with me today. I am, I am going to have to, I'm going to run long and Dean's probably going to like, let me know about it, but it doesn't matter. It's the moment and it's been wonderful. And I'm so glad that you were here. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, my sister. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll be right back on what's next for women like us. It's time now for our wrap up with Linda's Views, where Linda Rendleman shares what's next for women like us in these vibrant times, plus her personal thoughts and resources for living your best life. Hey there, that was such a great, I, Linda Clemens is the most inspirational, motivational woman that I know. And she is so, so awesome. So definitely go to her website. She's, you can find out more. She has workshops, all kinds of things that you can get involved in. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I was going to talk about balance a little bit. I'm just going to go through it really in like two minutes. First of all, define what your balance is, ladies, because I mean, I work hard and a lot of times I have people say, but, but what about balancing your life? Well, for me, my work is my balance because it makes me happy and it excites me. And I can work for 12 hours straight because I love what I do. And that's my balance. So take a look at what your balance might be. What What is your balance or why are you just maybe living your life because other people tell you what your balance is? So it doesn't have to be like, you know, four hours or six hours of work and then doing this and doing that and getting 12 hours of sleep or 10 hours or whatever. So think about, I just want you to think about what, what defines your balance in your life. And um, so that's really pretty much it. I was going to talk more about that, but you can go to what's next for women like us.com and there's going to be a blog there uh, on balance. So maybe you could read that. I really hope you subscribe to our podcast and I really hope that you reach out to me and suggest ideas and also potential guests to come on the show. So it's been great to be with you. And my guest next week is going to be Suzanne Adams. She's the co-founder and CEO of Ignite and Expand and the author of Girl Awakened. And I'm going to see you then. Thanks for being with me today on What's Next for Women Like Us. You can find What's Next for Women Like Us with Linda Rendleman on iHeart, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check out our website, whatsnextforwomenlikeus.com to learn more about Linda's coaching opportunities, guests, and subscribe to her blog. I feel